Despite being no larger than the state of New Jersey, Israel is a country where all eyes are constantly turned. From the media, to politics, to religion, attention is palpable and not to be overlooked. In past generations, investing in ensuring Israel's existence was more of a given, regardless of one's religious or ethnic background. Today, that's changed, with younger generations no longer holding that same passion, and with many reflecting either apathetic or sometimes even antagonistic views towards the state's right and need to exist. This is not about us versus them, good versus bad. As someone currently living in Israel, I see the country for what it is, the good, the bad, and the sabra, as the saying goes. So join me, Izzy Sakai, as we go beyond politics and sit down with Jewish and non-Jewish changemakers, thinkers, and fearless leaders to discuss Israel's vital existence in the past, present, and future. Welcome to Our Israel Narrative. Hi everyone, welcome to another episode of Our Israel Narrative. We are very fortunate to be sitting here tonight with BD Deutsch, who is the Israeli national champion um, in both a marathon and half marathon. Um, BD only, believe it or not, started running freshly about four years ago, and since then has really taken front and center stage um, here in Israel and caught even international attention. Um, and her dedication to the sport, and not just the sport, but to the sport and her family, um, is absolutely inspiring. Just as you can say, as another woman looking on and seeing all that you do, um, all you manage to juggle in just one day, uh, absolutely amazes me. So without further ado, I just want to hand over the mic to Beatty. Uh, if you just want to kick it off, maybe tell us a little about where you're sitting right now, maybe about your day, because I know Every day for you is probably a different journey and you pack in more into one day than most of us pack into a week. So, um, yeah, if you just want to take it away, anything interesting you want to share to kick it off. Yeah. So I'm at the end of a long day. Um, I honestly, I think people overestimate, uh, what I actually do. Like I try to do less. I'm not a major, I mean, training is very intense. Five kids is intense. So between the two of those things, I maybe stick a few other life things in, but that's all. Um, <laughs> Tuesday's a workout day in Jerusalem. I did, um, some, uh, some track intervals. I did strength training in the gym. I did some errands in Jerusalem. I, you know, got all my kids from school and did the usual routines. Um, checked out a house cause we're forever searching for a house here in Israel and um yeah just winding down with a good podcast interview my favorite way to end the day very much appreciate you coming on at uh the late hour and uh at, at the end of obviously a long day so yeah it's true also I hear it that people look from the outside and think you know I feel like we all feel like well no we're just doing our day we do what we need to do and from the outside it always is like no, but that's like for everybody else, it's like your life is crazy and you're looking right. into somebody else's, but, um, nonetheless, it's still no small feat to be training as intensely as you train and also run a home and, you know, take care of five kids. So it's, it's pretty incredible. Um, so I just want to kick it off. I mean, I guess first of all, I'm tell us a little bit like your journey coming to Israel, how long you've been here and, uh, maybe in your time here, what's been kind of the most special only in Israel moment or story or time that pops up in your brain? Um, yeah, so I've always, I've always had a connection to Israel for a really long time because since I was in eighth grade, my parents would take us to Israel for 
first it was Sukkot, and then in 10th grade, they bought an apartment, and we would come for, like, all the Shalash Ragan. And then when I came to seminary, I was just basically like, I'm not leaving. And I actually was very fortunate to meet my husband the following year. And we got married, and I made Aliyah, like, right after. So um, that was, like, almost 14 years ago, basically, or around 13 and a half years ago. And um, I don't know, only in Israel, it's just, like, there are so many things. I mean, to me, I think, yeah, there's just so many things that are unique about living here. And I'm trying to think if I have, like, an only in Israel story that jumps out at me. Um, I, I feel like the biggest thing for me is kind of just like whenever I go somewhere else, you know, I like traveling a lot. And now that I get to race, I get to go other places and, um, I'm just big into nature and just getting out into the world. But there's something really amazing when you come back to Israel and you feel like you're with your family. It's like you're reunited with your home and no matter how, you know, difficult and annoying and some aggressive <laughs> Israelis can be. Like, I always do feel like people have my back here. And um, I have just, you know, especially as a runner and, like, my story, like, I I, I don't think I would have – I have so much love and support from the running community in Israel and from so many people here. And I always feel like, you know – I'm only able to accomplish what I have because of all the like constant just love and appreciation that, that I get here. And people feel really comfortable, like just, you know, being open with you. It's like everyone's so genuine and real and all of those things have made me, you know, fall in love with Israel again and again. Yeah. It's, I mean, it's something about, first of all, I mean, being, in our home. I just thought of a really good only in Israel story, oh. actually. When I when oh. my daughter was like nine months old, I was like teaching at a seminary actually in Jerusalem and we lived in Beitar. And I think like for some reason like my husband had to had to like go to Yeshiva or something and he had to get her to me. I don't remember the exact details. And he literally waited at the bus stop in Beitar and saw an old lady and asked her if she would mind taking my daughter on the bus and then getting, passing her on to me at the bus stop in her note. And so he put my daughter with a random old lady, a random safta from Beishar to Shalayim at nine months old. That is something that only in Israel, you can do that anywhere else, literally nowhere else. It's I've, nine months old is like a new a new extreme. I haven't heard that one. I do see like two three year olds with their like five six year old brother or sister, and I'm like, that is you would never see that in America. Like not in a million years. Nine months. That's a there you go. You could do anything here. It's really it's yeah. And then another actually no, like people are so caring. My daughter on on Arab Shabbat, like literally. So my daughter had um. I was actually out for a run. And my daughter, my husband was watching the kids at the park and my daughter smashed into like a water fountain and needed stitches. So after she went to the hospital, the ambulance took my other kids and came and met me where I was running so that my kids wouldn't be alone. Just like to make sure. And then I drove, got in the ambulance and went back with my kids because my husband was with my other daughter at the hospital. Just, yeah, next level of kindness here, you know? 
Wow. So, so there's something, it's just, I won't say it's a convenience, but like we're a small place so you can, and people want to look out for each other. Cause when it's so small, it's like, and, and I think also a lot of people here are just cognizant of the fact that like a lot of people are kind of doing it on their own or like not necessarily near their support systems or whatever. So everyone just becomes everyone's support system. And without even thinking twice or bat, batting an eyelash, which is, uh, it's amazing. Wow. That's pretty wild to have the ambulance go and, uh, <laughs> drive them to where they need to be. It's crazy. Um, so in that, in that vein and off those two really beautiful examples, I'd just love to hear from you kind of in your own words, um, why you feel, why you think we, we need to have the Jewish state of Israel today, um, or that we do have the Jewish state of Israel today. I mean, I believe that, you know, Israel is unique to us because of its, you know, the connection, like in the Torah, like Hashem gave it to the Jewish people. And I think that those, the spiritual roots, like Israel's spiritually connected to the Jewish people. And the only way we're going to be able to like bring the final redemption is us being like returning to Israel. So this is kind of beginning of that process. And I think that uh, in the world today, more than ever, like, you know, with all the persecution that we've gone through and all the anti-Semitism that we face, we, we need to have a country and space that's safe for Jews, you know, because unfortunately, like not much has changed really since the Holocaust, which is when, you know, the state of Israel was founded in the wake of that. But like, we're still suffering from those same problems and um, we have to be able to protect ourselves and stand up for ourselves. This gives, gives us that space. Yeah. I mean, one thing that I'm, I'm always increasingly curious about is just how people relate to, or the younger generation in particular relate to Israel today. And that a lot of things that in generations before were just obvious, were just kind of a given when you were a Jew have become less so. And, and one of those things is just being, being a Zionist, being uh, pro-Israel. And it's really, it's not a given, unfortunately, anymore, um, even for the Jewish people themselves, which is a scary thought in a lot of ways. Um, and one angle, one lens that I, I interested always to look at it through is, is how people even relate to or define Zionism today. So I'm curious in, in your own words, how you kind of relate to that, how you, how you would define it, um, for, uh, for yourself. I'm not, yeah, I've never like, I don't know if I've given so much thought to that question, which is kind of funny. Cause like, I mean, I live in Israel, I'm proud, proud Israeli Jew. Um, but I think the point that you made about, you know, today it's crazy that even we how much within our own within our own people as Jews we're still like have people questioning the existence of Israel or you know how much negativity towards the state of Israel um and it just demonstrates you know how disconnected we we've gotten and how much you know how how really we are still in exile and there's so much lack of clarity and lack of God's presence in the world that we could like come to that level of, of disconnect, you know, and people not being able to, and Jews not being able to appreciate the importance and the beauty and be proud of our Jewish identity. Um, I think that for me, you can't have Zion, like Zionism. I don't look at Zionism as an existence without Judaism. Like, 
the state of Israel is special because of its connection, its, its spiritual identity. It's not that we're just Zionists for the sake of having a state. We are Zionists because we want to, you know, have Eretz Yisrael, really. Like, it's, it's, so I, I view Zionism as a part of what it means to be a Jew, but not necessarily as, like, something on its own. Kind of like there's no there's no ideology about like having our own state. It's more that Eretz Israel, the land of Israel, is holy and unique and special to the Jewish people, and that's why it's important for us to be here and for us. It's the most. It's the ideal place for us to serve God. It's the mm. most. You know, it's the place where the only place where we can fulfill so many commandments. It's the place where the Beit Hamikdash, where the Temple is. So all of those things are like essential to us as Jews. So that's why, like, that's how I look at Zionism, kind of, if really. that makes sense. Yeah, 100%. I, I don't think it has to be, you know, I, I always, I like to ask that question because I think we've, what's happened is it's just been overcomplicated and it's been diluted and it's really not, it's not that, it's it's exactly what you're saying. It, to be a Jew is to have Israel and to have Israel is to be a Jew. Like the two are right. inextricably connected. And one beautiful thing, like even you're talking about like the mitzvot that you can't fulfill outside of Israel. I also always, I hear like parents often say like when their kids are learning like Tanakh, they're learning Torah, they're learning all these things, like they're living it at the same time. And they can even like go to the places that the Tanakh is like referring right, to. And like you're, you experience it living. It's not only for kids in school, but that's just like a really vivid example i remember someone sharing with me once and like even for myself living here okay if i want to you know go daven somewhere that's like holy or special like i have so many places at my fingertips or like it, it's a you get a little uh used to it i think after a while being here but it's it's yes but anytime i'm happy we're having this conversation because I was having, I mean, recently just been struggling with the fact that like life is a little bit hard here, right? It's harder in yeah. certain sense. And, you know, it's frustrating that I've been like, we've been trying to buy a house for a long time and so many reasons and so many things and whatever. I've been a little bit more negative than I ever was about living here. I've always been, you know, super positive and love living. I still feel that way, but like all the practical parts of life. So like being able to talk about why it's important to me it's true and just like you're mentioning like i think that it's so easy to like lose the spiritual connection to judaism and just get caught up in like the practical things that you need to do as being a jew like you dress a certain way you eat certain food you keep the shabbat but like almost like those are the rules but like the whole spirit and beauty of Judaism is everything, like all the layers beneath that. And I feel like the people that you surround yourself with here really get that. And like, you feel it in a way that you don't feel anywhere else. Like before the Chagim, it's in the air. It's what everyone's doing. Like the fact that every single Jew here knows what Yom Kippur is, it's like Kippur, like the holiest day of the year. Like it's untouchable. That's nowhere else, right? Like that's that's what you, that's what I live and breathe for. Like so, even if you don't always appreciate it, it's it's there, and you have the ability to tap into it whenever you need. Yeah, Yom Kippur was probably on the create. I had my first proper Yom Kippur here this year, and I like just never felt something like that. For anyone who's like, you, this, there's no one on the streets. Like there are no cars. Exactly. Just kids on bikes and scooters and people walking and like. It's really the most beautiful thing. I, I live in the middle of your shrine and there's not one car. In the yeah, street. it's amazing. It was, I love it. It was wild. But yeah, you do. You have to remind yourself, but I think 
I think coming here, it's also, you, you come with this under, I think initially what drives people is that like loss, that love just for like the energy and all these things we're talking about. And then life takes over. And like, I always, I always have this conversation with people like life is hard here. Like anywhere else. Like if I was living in New York, I would also have my challenges or where, you know, anywhere else in Chutzarts. But there's something about here that like has a beautiful tinge to it that just like brightens every, it really does brighten everything up. If you open your eyes to it, always make that emphasis. Like you really have to work hard, but once you do like, I think God's hand and how much he leads you and shows you what's what's for you and what's not. And especially here is like so much, so much clearer, at, at least. So I don't know. That's what I yeah, experienced, but I have to work at it. Yeah. I, I definitely doesn't come like just cause I'm here. It's just well, Nick needs to be a student, right? Uh, <laughs> that's the truth. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I guess it's also in a similar vein, like, just curious, probably not a question you've thought of either, but uh, what do you think maybe is the, the biggest misconception that the Jews in particular have about Israel, like from the outside looking in, or maybe just as someone who's come in and out and experience it for a bit? Well, I think sometimes people almost like have this image that Israel is like a war zone or that we're constantly fighting and... Mm-hmm that's just really not the case. And I think there's like a lot of, you know, misunderstanding around the Palestinian Israeli conflict. I mean, that's obviously like, I'm not, I can't even go into all the details of it because it's like not something you could explain in one minute. It's there's so much background and context and nuance that I think people overlook. And I think at the end of the day, like, so many of us are humans and we share like a unique just bond and love for each other. And like, we forget about that. So like all the, like, like there are a lot of people that just want to live happily and peacefully. And then there's all the, all these like, you know, I don't know, larger things that get kind of get in the way. But at the core of it, I think mo- like most of the people in Israel want peace and the world p- puts out like an entirely different story all the time. You know, so I think that's like a big misconception that people don't understand properly. And so like when you speak of most people here want peace, that's from from all religions, all backgrounds on, on the whole. Like it's just Israeli society want like people want to live at one. And these, I, sometimes I like walk around like I just wish I could like video more of my day. I'm sure you experience this in the professional world. Like you're not just engaged within Israel, even you're not just engaging with Jews, you're dealing with people of all different backgrounds. I'm sure you've made relationships with people of all different backgrounds and beautiful relationships. And like, I've seen you kind of share some of that here and there. And like, I, sometimes I think like, I should like need to walk around with a camera and like people see like, no, the guy that I can speak to when I get my coffee and like who I, you know, chatting with at the light. And like, it's just, it's such a different, different reality. My most, I think the, the, the coolest thing to do is like, Sometimes I'm just like standing near tourists and I just get snippets of like their conversations. And like, cause I'm always thinking to myself, especially when I'm like at the hotel or someone big or impressed, I'm like, I just wonder what they're thinking. Like what is in their mind right now? It's like the first time they're here, the first time they're seeing it, not on TV, not as a war zone, not as this crazy place, just like for the beauty that it, that it is, it fees value. And like, I, I just always try and like listen in, not, not anything crazy, but like, it's just such a, it's such like a different, uh, different vantage point. I think is, is special. Um, 
actually just in that vein like i'd be curious to hear if you have any like i don't know i don't mean to be cheesy and say like beautiful moments of coexistence or something of that nature but just like i don't know something something that that would be shocking for people maybe outside outside of Israel here like a story I mean, or something like, like we've been having our landlord's been doing like construction on our house so it's like this arab worker who comes from i don't know one of the territories um and he, me, my, my husband works from home and like every day she has a coffee with him and they just have conversations and he found out so much about his life and it was like, yeah, there's just, you know, it's like such a basic human level. Like we just can, you can connect with other people that are so different from you and that like in theory, the, the media says we're supposed to be enemies, but we don't have any, we don't share, you know, he's, he's very happy to be in Israel and benefits tremendously from the state of Israel and I think there's a lot more of that that people don't see, you know. I mean, and also, there's all different types of Arabs. Like, I'm very, cool, you know, good friends with another runner who's a Druze, Druze, so she's Christian Arab, and, like, it's really interesting to see all of her traditions. Um, and I think the cool thing about Israel is that what's unique, like, what unites all the, like, Israel's a religious place, so everyone who lives here, I think, is, like, in a certain way, very, like, deeply religious, according to whatever what their yeah. religion is. It's a spiritual place. Like, people are connected to that part of the country. So, like, you have, you know, Jews and Muslims and Christians and Christian Arabs and all of that, and they all just want to be here for the that the religious reasons. Yeah. Which then it's connecting us much more than, than I think we realize that face, uh, like, yeah. Yeah. It's a beautiful thing. Um, I guess one other, one other point that I'm was curious about is what do you think that we could be doing? Um, you know, I would say like I mean, someone like you is kind of in the public eye and out there and speaking up, like what, what more can we be doing? You, you already do a lot just in speaking about Israel and your experiences and just being here and living here and, and all that. But what more can we all be doing to kind of activate people to stand up for Israel, to, to see it in a, in a more positive light, to be, um, yeah, just like honest with themselves and with the world. I mean, it's a good question because I always feel like I'm actually not even doing enough because, I don't know, some topics it's like almost like people are, I, I get it, it's scary to like to bring up on social media just because of like how people are going to respond and I never want to be a controversial person so like I'll never raise anything remotely controversial that's just my like personal whatever feelings but I think first of all that anyone who is in Israel to continue to just share the beautiful moments of our life and like what we stand really stand for and just so people can see really what it's like living in Israel from you know your everyday perspective um I think that it's 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 important to just continue welcoming all the people who come to Israel and make it as you know positive an experience for visitors and tourists from all you know religions and and walk like wherever they're coming from. I think that we in Israel need to continue to do work and just breaking down barriers like as much as like there are so many different types of people here, and I think that we need to continue to work on being able to just fully accept and love people who are different from us, you know, and that's, that's important for Israel to continue 
um, and to bring more peace. And, and that, that includes within Jews and between Jews and Arabs, all of that. Like, I, I, I think we still have a lot of work to do on both of those levels. Um, and I think that in terms, like, it's hard to, sometimes it just feels like with a regular media that, like, no matter how hard Israel tries, like, we're never going to be seen in a positive light. So, like, I don't necessarily feel like there's a solution for that, but I don't know, you know, keep sharing all the positive, like, keep sharing the really positive things that Israel has, has brought about, that Israel is doing, and, like, hoping, you know, that we're, we're going to see, see change. Yeah, it definitely could feel like almost deafening. Like why, and that feeling like why even try? Like why do anything? Um, you know, maybe it's more for us than it is for anything else. Like I think, I think for myself, it's felt, you know, if I could just touch one one other person, one other to bring them back to connect them, and it's not, it's not even about going after people who are like have already made up their mind that it's a horrible place and like I wanted to do with it and they're bad people and it's a part that I say. Like I, I've kind of like said, okay, you know, what? but there's a whole group of people that just don't have any connection at all. They just don't really think much about Israel. They just say like, that's the place. And, and Jews right. even, that you're just kind of, whatever, they were, I guess, apathetic. And I think that's like, that's worth like just sharing more and, and, and putting out more positive or positive light. And you don't, you never know what that could turn into. So um, those are at the show. That, that. And you're doing more than you think you realize you do. So, um, just I think a, that knowledge is power. So education is really powerful. And yeah. I think that we each have to be the change we want to see. So if you want people to be attracted to Israel and to the you know values, like you have to live that kind of life and people will want whatever. It's like, whatever they have, I want, you know? So. Yeah. It's beautifully said. Yeah. I, I wholeheartedly agree. Hopefully we can all do a little more of that and uh just i guess just to wrap it up if there's like one word or one phrase that comes to mind for you when you think of israel what would that be um i mean to me it's holy you know <laughs> that's what it is it's like the air is holy here you know it's true should take more deep breaths I'll take enough <laughs> of the yeah. whole year. My, okay. my yeah. friend used to always tell me, like, she'd bring back, like, literally, like, containers of air to America. Wow. She, yeah. <laughs> she used to live in Israel. She lived in the old city. Then she went to Arizona. And whenever she, like, ended up coming back, she's like, I got to bring back a few containers of air. I'm not joking. That's <laughs> unreal. Wow. Somebody should definitely, there's definitely a market there. I'm gonna I'm gonna speak to your friend. Little jars, you could make cute little jars. This is wise air. A jar of air, one <laughs> yeah. from Jerusalem, one from Tel Aviv. Jerusalem air. Wow. You just like breathe it in, and you get wiser. Okay, we're on to something here. We're your friend right. on something. <laughs> it'll be so. it'll be the next um ad, you know like it'll be your new advertising slot on your podcast next time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I need new sponsors. I don't have any sponsors, so let's uh. We'll try that one out. So, okay. Thank you so, so much, Katie. Really appreciate it. And best of luck. Uh, to you. Keep doing uh, all the training and everything going on. Getting all the positivity about Israel is really important. So, that. So, that. So, that.